Fan fans, welcome to another episode of VFF's Fan Life Podcast. How are you? Wow, we are coming to the end of season one of VFF's and what a season it's been. I mean, I've spoken to so many wonderful people and what can I say, it's just been amazing. The next episode is going to be a little recap of everything that's happened in the last 14 episodes so there's going to be some nice memories and a little bit of commentary about the guests so check that out next week and after that we are done until September so going to be taking the summer off to make VFFs bigger better and come back strong for season two if you have any suggestions please get in touch with me my listener base is small enough that your voice really can make a difference tell me where I can improve things tell me things that you'd like to hear more about I'd like to do some episodes about how to get into van life and things like that for anyone that needs help with conversions and van builds and stuff like that I've been involved in two builds so far so I think that I can probably put some valuable information out into the world so let me know what you think about that if you'd like to hear more of that kind of thing if you do have 10 seconds spare and you use iTunes if you wouldn't mind just rating VFF's five stars that would be so nice if you don't mind I would really appreciate that next season I'm really excited I've got some amazing guests lined up already I've got some awesome products as well that I'm going to be trying out for you guys so I'm super excited for that as I said if there's anything you want to talk to me about if you what if you have any ideas if you want to get involved whatever it is you can email me at vffspodcast at gmail.com which is vffspodcast at gmail.com well What can I say? The weather has been so nice the last few weeks. What a difference it makes being out in a van in this weather. You can actually go outside, which is quite nice. I've just been swimming every day. I've been out hiking. I've just been chilling out in the van. Although I have moved to Cornwall and I do have a room there, I'm basically just living in my van and going home to do the washing and have a shower every now and then. So I'm just absolutely buzzing. Me and my mum went on an amazing trip with my niece, Emily, as well. We all went off on a little trip. We spent the first night on Dartmoor and we made a campfire and we had a barbecue. It was just so nice. It was so nice to spend time with people that I really love and just make some memories. It was really lovely. My mum is absolutely loving her van. She is on top of the world. She's absolutely buzzing <laughs> about the, about it. She's more hardcore than I am. She'll sleep anywhere. She doesn't she doesn't give a shit. That's just been awesome. And after that, we went up to Bude again, found some really, really gorgeous places to park. We actually met up with Gavin, who is today's guest. I spent the night annoying him in his van because I really needed to get away from my family just for like a few hours. <laughs> So I basically positioned myself in his van and talked and talked and talked, basically. 
um, which is what I'm quite good at. So it's a good thing I have a podcast, really. Yeah, so that was lovely. And then there were a couple of people there that had a fire pit. So we just went and sat with them and we played some music and the stars were beautiful. And what can I say? I mean, the weather has just been amazing. And like, what difference it makes when the weather is like this and you're in a van. I mean, it's like a whole new universe. So I hope that you're all out there just making the most of it just enjoying having your van hopefully going on some trips and stuff as well so as i said today's guest is gavin yeah it turns out that there are actually men in vans as well gavin is a really good friend of mine i met him when i was busking about maybe 10 years ago we bonded over veganism and music and he's a really lovely guy he's a real character he's a real larger than life quirky very nice person he's great fun it's my pleasure to share this interview with you guys we actually play music together as well quite regularly so the bonus feature for this episode is a little song that we performed so i hope you enjoy that um so let me introduce gavin officially After an unexpected eviction from his home, Gavin decided to take the plunge, buy a van and go full-time. He converted his minibus into a cosy home and spends his time between Devon and Cornwall, playing music, seeing his family and getting as much cold water swimming in as possible. We talk about meditation, health and well-being, eco-friendly van conversions, amongst other things. So I really hope you enjoy this interview. It's the last one of the season, so I really hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, here is the interview with Gavin. Good afternoon. Well, welcome, Gavin, to VFF. Thanks for welcome. coming on. I'm welcoming you to my van space <laughs> where I live in luxury with my wood burner. You know, I forgot how much of a performer you are. I was like, oh, he's been pretty laid back and tired. I don't know if he's up for this. And then as soon as the spotlight comes on, you're like, yes, welcome to my van. Fantastic. <laughs> I haven't seen the... Gavin the performer for ages because we haven't been able to perform. I forgot you were just like me. You just want attention. (laughs) I'm rather a bit of a whore for the old attention. Well, I suppose I was. I am. You are the younger brother. You see. Oh, that's it. If you're the baby, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. He came out and was all like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm the boss." And then I came out and I'm. Well, they wanted a girl. My grandmother thought I was going to be a girl, so she made dresses for me. So I was actually. first years of my life I wore dresses no you didn't that explains a lot doesn't it yeah anyway so basically tension seating <laughs> van dwelling musicians okay. living okay. the life of Riley dearie me the life of luxury on a sunny afternoon by the river Exa- exactly we've just been in the river down here at wherever we are wherever <sighs> this river is in Devon so how old are you, Gavin, and where are you from originally? Okay, so I was born in the 60s, yeah, <laughs> when the Beatles were doing their thing, fantastic, and they, all of that was going, in 1964, so I'm 57, um, and originally I was born in London, Islington, 
we lived kind of in like the Camden Town area, which I love. And then when I was five, we moved up to Yorkshire. So I kind of got that bit of a Yorkshire accent probably still. And then, yeah, moved around quite a bit. So I've, yeah, my parents were possibly a little bit nomadic like me. I live in my van. It's a VW LT35 54 plate and it's in a fantastic condition. I bought it, well, it'd be two years in August and then I moved into it full time in October 2019. So it'll be coming up for two years in October. Fitted it all out myself, insulated it, tried to use like ecological things like cork, although I have used other crap as well. I, I didn't want to use the foam, but I ended up foam filling the gaps and stuff, which I'm not very pleased about ethically. But there we go. That's life, a quandary of ethical decisions. Trying to save my soul. Yeah, because you're, qu you're quite uh, an eco-conscious person, aren't you? So was that important to you when you were doing your conversion? Constantly. I've been vegan for about 20 years. And that informs everything I do, really, is, as a human being. I am consuming stuff. You know, in order to survive, I consume and destroy stuff so i'm trying to destroy less eventually i'm looking to buy some land so i can do less of that really although i love living in the van it's great much better than living in a house and paying rent and all of that stuff you know long term i'd like to be living in a field well we've just been in the river here swimming and i was just like fuck i definitely want you know yeah. or a stream at least where i can make like a pond where I can get in the water and get cold. Preferably somewhere in Cornwall, because basically I've got a daughter who lives in Cornwall who's 10 and I want to be close to her. Why did you make the decision to move in to your van? Yes, well I have lived in vans before, like um, several years ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Off and on I've lived in vans, travelled, lived in vans. I'd, uh, What's it called? VW T25, some years ago. Lovely van. I bought that in Germany. It was made in 1988. Beautiful. Oh, the condition of it. Ridiculously good. So I lived in that for a while off and on. I had a girlfriend in Germany, so I'd travel over there, stay with her, live in my van. More recently, I had the Transit Smiley Face uh, high top, similar size to this LT that I've got now. Smiley face. Smiley face. Yes, it's this nickname, the smiley face, because at the front, the grill at the front looks like a smiley face, uh, and it's got mm -hmm. the banana, what they call the banana engine, which they talk about as being bulletproof. I, you know, I had it. I did wood burner in that as well, and I'd done it out double bed in the back. I kind of regret selling up, but now I've got this, this LT35, very similar size wood burner. I've done it much nicer than the Transit. Um, it's much better condition. These VWs, the LT35, I would recommend them to anybody. I mean, it's, if you can get a good one, because a bit like this, they're sim very similar to the Sprinters, the Sprinters that were made in the 90s and 2000s. A lot of the parts are interchangeable with this LT35, but I think the build quality of the LT35 is better than the Sprinter. I prefer the design. And to answer your question, Back in 2019, 
I was living in a cottage in Calstock in Cornwall. It was quite high rent. I was paying like 600 a month and looked after the place. When I moved in, the place was mouldy, damp. I cleaned it, got rid of all the mould, painted it, fixed the gate and all this. And then for some reason in sort of August 2019, the landlady came up and gave me this envelope and said, oh, you won't thank me for that. And it was an eviction notice. It's called a Section 25. Oh, it's like really heavy duty. And if she had just said to me, uh, oh, well, you know, I need the place, I want to sell it, I want to do whatever, fine. I would have moved out, no problem. I'd already, I'd done the house up for her, painted oh, it. Oh, my God. Fixed the gate, the gate was, you know, all this. It was beautiful. In fact, when I moved out, she actually said, wow, I was, she said to me, I was shocked. The condition of it was so good. Uh, anyway, got evicted, which was actually really good. So I, I do want to thank her on this blog right now thank you podcast what podcast. podcast sorry i don't know the difference <laughs> but basically thank you landlady because i bought got this van beautiful i was very lucky with it the underneath of it is immaculate in fact my mechanic when i bought it he said you haven't bought one of those have you they're called bricks brixton motor services near plymouth brilliant when it came back it was like he came up and shook my hand and said wow He's never seen one in such good condition because, of course, they get it up on the ramp, look underneath it. These vans, because they're pre all the electronics, they don't have a computer and all that crap. You know, the modern ones, it's much harder to work on them themselves. And these computers go wrong. And then if you get the, the light on the dashboard, that's an MOT failure. So even if it's just like oh a faulty God, little really? wire somewhere, if I was to buy a, a van now, I wouldn't buy a new van. So I basically going back to 2019, I got the eviction notice. I thought, sod it, I'm going to get a van and live in a van, which was fantastic. Because then 2019, going into 2020, we had the lockdown. And of course, all my work doing the gigs and the basking kind of disappeared. All the gigs were cancelled. I had some very good gigs lined up for 2020. And if I'd still been in the cottage, it would have been a nightmare. Basically, I was like, thank fuck, I am not in that fucking cottage. So that was an amazing pro to being in the van. Hardly any, you know, it's like just have to pay. Well, you've got no bills virtually. You've got your tax, your MOT, running costs, the fuel. I mean, I, I collect wood. I recently bought a chainsaw. A friend of mine has, bought, has got a little bit of land up near Bude. A big tree fell down in the neighbour's garden. He said to me, well, why don't you just buy a chainsaw? So I bought this electric chainsaw. Not cheap, but this was a massive tree. I chopped it all down, collected the wood. Luckily, I was able to store it in a bit on his land and a bit on my girlfriend's garden. So now I've got wood for the wood burner, effectively free. I've got the wood burner, but I also put a diesel heater in. Anyway, so I put that in. So it's that. So I used the diesel heater when I'm trying to be discreet, going into town. I don't always want smoke billowing out, especially if I'm in like a quiet neighbourhood. I want to be a bit more discreet. Have the diesel heater on. It's quite, fair, that's pretty quiet. Really cost effective, isn't it? The diesel heater. Like it does seem it's... pretty good. It seems quite economical. The diesel heater is like emergency use only. When I'm, you know. I haven't, don't feel it's, I can use the wood burner. Like people say, oh, don't you get cold? I'm like, no. And it does get super hot in here. Talk me through your setup. Yeah, so basically when I bought it, it was, it was 
formerly a disability minibus so it's got um, on wind rails in the floor so I have actually got a couple of seats that I can put in and take out for extra passengers in the back I've put a wood burner in which is it's called the mini Cyclops from Glastonbury Stoves I'll give him a bit of a plug because he's great yeah. And then I've put a stainless steel flue pipe in, which I got from Phoenix 316 in Plymouth. Beautiful one-piece stainless steel tube. That was about 100 quid. Um, and you've got a little pop-up chimney, haven't you, that pops oh, out yeah. of the roof. <laughs> yeah, well, I ended up... That was kind of accidental. I just put the flue in, and I wanted something to stop the rain coming in the top. I was walking down one of the back lanes in Plymouth, and there was a couple of old toilet roll holders the stainless little stainless steel ones like a stand so i took the base off put it the other way up drilled some big holes in the side of it and that fits perfectly in t in the top of the stainless steel tube i can pull it up to get more draw and put it all the way down to close it off and then it's not very visible so you get a bit more of a stealth thing going on sometimes you park in places that are like just basically in the middle of town and yeah. you've just got your smoke building yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is brilliant. I love it. It's a little bit obvious, but hey, you know, <laughs> this is where I live. Yeah, it's yeah. my heat. You know, I wouldn't exactly go and tell someone to turn their fire off in no. the house. And it's funny anyway to see it. To be honest, it is funny. It's fu yeah. It is funny. Well, it's kind of wacky. The funniest thing was uh, my daughter, who's also living in a van with her boyfriend. They've got quite a nice. It's an old LDV bus, so quite a bit bigger than this. She came, we were in Plymouth, and she came with an old Christmas tree and kindly gave me a Christmas tree to burn. And I'm like, okay, now I've got to chop all the branches off. And then I was like, okay, we better burn, burn some of these. They're still green. Oh. A bit dry, but... So I was trying to burn them in the, in the wood burner. They were burning quite well, but producing masses of smoke. I mean, huge. <laughs> I mean, the whole street was full of smoke. It was all coming out of the top. And this cyclist, this old guy stopped... And I saw him and I thought, oh, shit. So I, I got out. I was like, hi, how are you doing? He's like, your van's on fire. It's okay, it's fine. I'm just burning a Christmas tree in my wood burner. It's like, oh, okay. I thought I was going to call the police. Tell oh, them my you. God. I know. Anyway, then we had a chat and he was absolutely fine. And oh, that's good. good. But I decided not to burn any more branches. Like, yeah. It's just too much. So you got your wood burner. What else did you put in? When I first I did the first fit... And my friend Roger had been, he's built a cabin in Cornwall, he's lived there 20 years and then in an old caravan. He's finally built a cabin and he's using cork for the insulation. I thought, that's a good idea. I'll do that for the van. So I bought some cork and get it in different thicknesses. So you just took off the ceiling panels oh, that yeah. are already here, did you? Yeah, so this, these panels are the original panels. I think mm -hmm. they're called jumbo boards or something. Mm -hmm. For the first fit, I just did cork everywhere. Then... I did put the double, I put like a double bed in, the seats, and that, oh yeah, I just had some old furniture that I had in my cottage, I chucked all that in, I did a basic, very basic livable space with the wood burner, then I lived in it for a few months, and I was getting condensation, sort of all on the metal behind the cork, I could see when I took the panels off, getting teeny little bits of rust starting to form, so I thought, okay, I've got to do a vapour barrier, in the summer when you can have the windows open, get lots of air going through, but in the winter, if it's raining, and my windows, they're sliding, they're the slidey sort. So if you open them in the rain, the rain just comes in. So not brilliant. On the front windows, what I did was bought these. They're called something like wind defenders. But they're great. You know, those they fit. 
Yeah, on the top like of the window. Yeah, the, windshield. You can have them open a bit. Exactly. You can yeah. have about 40 mil. You can have them open so the rain doesn't come in. You get that flow of air. And I've put two fan vents in the back here. So these are independently solar powered. So you can have them on sucking the air out or blowing it in on two different speeds. And I tend to have them on sucking it out. So it pulls air in from the front windows and pulls it up. Also, if I have them sucking air in, if the wind's blowing towards the back, the smoke from the wood burner comes in through the vents. So how um, does your bed work then? Yes, so the, the bed, on my first fit, it was a fitted double bed fixed, which was great, but I felt that you know, in terms of seating, you could only get one person really in front of the bed and then anyone else would have to sit on the bed and your sort of legs are dangling. It's quite high. I got it quite high up because it's at the level of the windows because I wanted a lot of storage under the bed. So on my second fit, I've slatted it mm -hmm. so the slats pushes back into a single bed um, and then you've got a bench seat in front of that. So all the, all the furniture I handmade using pretty much all of it is recycled wood. I sort of scrounged here and there, like pallet wood. Spent ages sanding it on all my countertops. It's kind of an inch and a half thick, uh, but it looks, I like it. Okay, so today I'm telling you guys about Fetcher Chocolates. Fetcher Chocolates is an independent female-owned business that sells luxury handmade vegan chocolate. I've been eating vegan chocolate for years and nothing comes close to Fetcher chocolates. It tastes amazing and it looks beautiful. It really is the perfect gift for special occasions and something that everyone can enjoy. It's dairy, gluten and soy free, so great for allergy sufferers, but also for anyone. I mean, this chocolate is so good. You don't have to be vegan to enjoy it. There are classic flavours such as milk chocolate mousse and golden salted caramel. I loved the blackberry mousse bar with homemade bramble jelly and real blackberries. I'm definitely going to be getting that one again. It smelt incredible and it tasted so good. When I received my order, I was really impressed with the beautiful presentation. The colours are brown and black with a really classy gold logo and the packaging can all be recycled as paper, so no plastic in sight. Fetcher also plants trees to offset the packaging, so it's an eco-friendly choice as well. When I want to buy a friend a beautiful, delicious gift, I just go to FetcherChocolates.com and I get them a gorgeous gift that they will love. Fetcher Chocolates are offering listeners of this podcast 10% off with promo code VFF. Enter promo code VFF at checkout to receive a 10% discount on your order. Yep, that's 10% off. So go on, go to FetcherChocolates.com and get that chocolate in your life. You will not regret it. And you've got a little, is it like a butane canister cooker? Oh yeah, just one of those cheap camping cookers, you know, designed that cupboard where the sink, I've got a sink. In fact, the sink is a stainless steel bowl that my mum was given for like a 21st birthday present. So she, she um, gave that to the van. And you've yeah. got, is it one of those pressure washer, those oh, pump yeah. pressure washer things? Yeah, that's right. That's, um, it's actually for watering plants, you know, where you pump the air into it. Because I was just trying to think of a way that I could have a tap. I didn't really want to use electricity and that seemed, I've got the, the sort of water canister underneath the sink and then you just pump it a few times and you get, you can either have a mist or jet. That is quite good because because it is a flexible hose, you mm. can use the pressure really well. You can get it right in stuff like 
I've got yeah. a foot pump and it doesn't have any pressure, which sometimes uh, it's a yeah. bit annoying because if you want to reduce your water yeah. consumption, it's not good. Yes. So, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. It does to have work one of really those. well. Um, and I have actually stuck it out of the window and had a shower with it. Oh, have you? Put it on the, okay. Yeah, put it on yeah. The, the mist. Kind of, st- I can just about get it out the window and stand there and, and it's got like also the, the the button on it it's either just press it, it goes on and off or you can clip it it kind of has its own fix oh okay so it will stay on under you so just to be clear you've got like a slatted sofa bed which yeah. turns into a, a double bed that you yeah. can lay on lengthways and yeah. underneath this you've got like a garage haven't you which yeah. you can access from the back yes yeah, so there's doors. a big space underneath yeah. i've actually put in under there it's an old chest of drawers it's only got one the top drawer in and underneath that storage storage on either side and storage at the front so i keep my tools all my basking equipment have you ever had it weighed because no, you've got haven't. quite a lot of thick furniture in here i'd be interested to know what it would the weight be good because i was I've come across a few posts about weight. It'd be good to weigh it and find out about all that. I would be interested. Yeah. Because like you say, I do have a lot of wood in the burner and it would be good. I mean, I don't actually travel a great deal. I, I'm, I do, but only around Devon and Cornwall most. I mean, I, oh, I go up to Yorkshire. and back. I mean, because of this lockdown, I'm hardly travelling at all anyway. But unlike certain people in their vans who go all over Europe, mentioning no names... But that's awesome. I, I would like to do that. I tend to stay in this area because I've got my 10-year-old daughter and, yeah, I like to look after her. I'm kind of a bit of a local bum. I thought bum. you were going to say local celebrity. Local I celebrity! Gonna, I thought you were going to say, like, I'm kind of a big deal around I can't, here. I'm kind of a big fish, small so. fish and a big... I oh know, what was it? My fans would be very disappointed if I left. I'm very, you know, it's like... Obviously, it's nice to be a big fish in a small pond. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did actually go to New York years ago with my sax. Oh my God, I was like, I was only about 19, 20. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even, I, I did go to Washington Square Park and play once. But I felt so like, oh my God, felt such a small fish. Obviously, I'm a busker. A musician and you are also a musician and you do a lot of busking mm. so can you tell me a little bit about that side of your job yes i am a musician i play saxophone and flute i go busking a lot well it is a love-hate relationship i have with busking i'd say i'm probably more of a performer than a musician i come from more of a arts background visual arts i've made ceramics pottery then i went on to do performance art i did my degree in performance art so i'm a performer so when i when i'm going out and busking um you know performance the performance the projection that you know all of that visual aspect of it is kind of quite important and the music, of course, it's important. Your act, you're kind of like a jazz man and you wear really colourful clothing. You play, like, amazing saxophone to, like, really funky, like, backing tracks and stuff. And people just love it and you're so positive and you just love... It's, like, such a fun atmosphere that you create. It's really... Thank you. Really entertaining. Yeah. and awesome. And you're so, like loved by the public they love you and you told me how important it was to dress nicely because i used to dress really scruffily and you were like 
yeah, well, why don't you actually make make an effort a bit? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And I did, really and it rude worked. rude me, wasn't it? No, I don't think it was How rude. rude and controlling. No, I, no, because I then you started getting scruffy, and I told you, you that did. you needed to yeah. sort your act you have, out. So you have criticised support. Support. It's, it's constructive, though. Constructive. And it, it is important. Yeah. How would you describe what it's like to to be a busker? Well, I remember years ago when I kind of first did it, maybe I was eight, 18, and I remember feel, feeling terrified at the thought of playing out on the street to these strangers who you don't know who the, these people are. You know, nowadays I don't have that at all, really. I've just done it so much. So now it's more like just setting up, trying to find a good spot. Really, busking is a specific skill in being able to a choose which tunes to play i have got some original stuff that i play sometimes but i mostly play stuff that people recognize you know pop tunes jazz, big hitters the hitters you know <laughs> baker street i'll play that one of my friends who i kind of talk to busk you know she won't play baker street because she's like oh no it's far too overdone I don't care. Yeah, right. People are chucking the quids in. It's like, Who gives a shit? Exactly. As soon as you pay, play anybody out there, you play Baker Street, boom. Boom. You've made some money. Or if you play guitar, so, play Hallelujah, boom. Yeah. Money. Exactly. So, For that. You, know, you know, when you play, when you're busking, if you're going to be successful, you need to catch people's attention somehow. Obviously, an advantage is that I go busking somewhere like Truro, so I can drive down there, park up, do the busking, come back to the van and just, I don't have to drive back anywhere. So I can go to different places and I've got my home with me. So obviously a massive advantage is I've got all my home comforts, you know, got the, you know, somewhere to go to the toilet. Oh yeah, I could talk about disadvantages, the toilet, having the toilet in your living room. Oh yeah, and every, it's the worst. It, you know, so it's fine. But obviously, if you've got a guest, you know, you have to ask your guest to leave or you leave or or, or if you're really good friends, you just, <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, it is a kind of a test of, it's oh, like farting, come isn't on. it? I would never, I would never, ever. But with your boyfriend. Take, I would never do a poo in the van if someone else was in well, there. What about with your, not even no, with your boyfriend? No, because it's awful. Like, because. No, what, uh, but you would have a wee. Yeah. Would famous. you do a poo in in the van with someone else there. Well, so my daughter Ella, who's ten. Oh, that's I, different. When, that's different. But when I have a poo, I get I'm like, because she's a bit obsessed with toilets, and she wants to watch you having a poo. So I'm like, no, I do not want you watching me. That's not. You're gonna. So she sits in the front. I give her stuff to do, and she's usually pretty good. But what about friends? Would you? Yeah, ever no. Have a- no. <laughs> Not even with my girlfriend. I mean, no, you don't want to kill the relationship. You yes. don't realise how no. much it stinks well, until yeah. you're in a van no, no. and yeah, exactly. you do a poo and you're like, bloody hell. And yeah. what I find really annoying is when you have just spent like the last hour like heating up the space and then you're like, oh, I need a poo. So you, yeah. you go for a poo and then you're like, oh, I need to. Well, I do because I don't have like vents yes. like you've got, so I have yeah, to yeah. open all the doors yeah, yeah. and let all the heat out. Yes. And it's so that is the one drawback. I think. Is there anything else that has been a challenge? We talk about energy, so um, that's a big issue. Um, depending on how much you use. Initially, I had no solar panels. I got two leisure batteries, 
So they're like second-hand leisure batteries that I got for half price. I kind of think that that was a false economy. Mm. I think I would have been better off buying one, a brand new yeah. one, really. So, yeah. you know, I wouldn't... It, it's worked out okay. I've had them for a year and a half or something. They still work. So I've got two 80-watt solar panels on the roof. They're like a foot wide and about a metre long, two of them. So it's quite nice. So if you ever want to take them off, it's pretty easy. They're not too big. I think they were 125 quid each. And I know you can get Chinese ones for a lot less than that. But I was really happy. They're made in Germany. Quality, very good quality. I've got a, a, a solar controller connected to them. You can really kill your batteries without a solar controller. It's supposed to uh, monitor the batteries and stop too much power going into them, but it doesn't seem to be doing that. So I've just recently bought a little fridge, a uh, teeny little thing. I wanted to plug something in that would use electricity. Do you feel like it's a constant worry, like the energy thing? Or... Well, it's something you constantly are, you know, which is really good. Like in a house, you don't give a fuck. You've got your electricity coming in, who gives a fuck? Obviously, you think about turning lights off and everything, but it's not like living in a van. You're much more conscious. It's like I've got one light on right now, so we can have a bit of light in the back of the van. But I'm, I'm aware that I'm using that amount of electricity. So off-grid living, you're much more conscious and aware of things like your water, things like your heating, and things like your energy uses overall. So those things, to me, are, like, really important. You are really passionate about health and well-being that's a big part of that's what i perceive as a big part of your vibe you're quite into meditation and like um mindfulness well-being so um what is your current i like to call it mindlessness mindlessness okay. i don't want anything yeah. in my mind <laughs> less the better no i mean i like to think but then i don't like I also like to be able to not think, to be able to to have empty a clear, your mind. To, em yeah, to be empty, to be just okay. in the moment. And what is your current um, technique? So basically, the Wim Hof method. I mean, I use, you know, it's like I've been doing this sort of what you might call a spiritual journey ever since I was maybe. Well, it started probably when my brother, hi Sean. You might listen to this. <laughs> Thanks for that sp first spliff. And, you know, I had that taste of marijuana. And you you realise that this other, this is some, something, some other consciousness, this transcendental state. And then you take that first spliff and you feel, you're like, fuck, wow. It kind of, de so, okay, so Wim Hof is a Dutch person. They call him the Iceman. Look him up. Absolutely amazing. He's got loads of stuff on YouTube and he's recently released a book last year called the Wim Hof Method and you know just my own sort of spiritual journey I've been through I, I was a Buddhist I was into Christianity I was into I had a guru Guru Maharaji learnt meditation um, and then more recently I got into Eckhart Tolle's method which is very similar to the sort of Buddhist Zen Guru Maharaji and so then I kind of heard about uh, Wim Hof and to me, for me personally, the Wim Hof method, so getting into the cold, getting into the sea, getting in the rivers, I've been in just about every day for the last two or three months. 
and then I'm doing the breathing method. You do deep breathing, cold exposure, and it's about mind set, controlling your mind, your immune system. So yeah, that's my practice. My focus is ethical as possible, vegan, and now I've added like the Wim Hof method, or living in a small space, using less resources. And you know, so to me, the the breathing and going into the cold is recommendation is to have a shower a day keeps the doctor away i mean i go into the sea there's a fantastic sea pool at bude uh, i go to plymouth there's a sea pool there or there's just going into the sea another of wim hof's expressions is get high on your own supply you know i've tried all sorts of stuff over the years lsd mushrooms you know basically what i was squatting down in london when i, I left home at 16 went to london was squatting, it was wonderful, smoking lots of pot. And I didn't take that, I'd, I'd acid maybe twice. That was enough, because it's like, bam! It's a bit like going into the cold water. It gives you, shoves you into that, into another mental state, the, uh, this other dimension of mindlessness, of clarity, of feeling in the moment. So you've spent the last 18 months in your van. There's yes. been ups and downs, but generally you've been really happy in this space so what's next for you yes well i think that this pandemic situation the lockdown not being able to busk has kind of changed my perspective i got into the wim hof as i've mentioned i mean i have had a focus for a while of wanting to buy some land and grow food grow you know grow stuff grow trees live more ecologically um and i've also now decided that I want to develop my website more, do more online, like teaching, selling my CDs, making new music. So, you know, I would like to develop that online side in order to have another, what to go on, string to your bow. And is that because you want to be more remote now with your work? Well, also, yes, of course, it gives you the opportunity to work wherever you are, you know, as long as, you know, I've got my mobile phone, I've got a connection, so I can connect that. I'm looking into now what sort of computer to get. Yeah, So, um, if people would like to find you online, where can they find you? Okay, so my website is gavinrandall.uk, and if you just put in Gavin Randall in Google or uh, other search, why did I say Google? I don't know, Bing or DuckDuckGo. Not or just, Bing. No one's using Bing, don't mate. They, what on. do they use nowadays? Google. There's, there's, there's some, not, Ask Jeeves. I know. Ask, um, <laughs> anyway, so there are many search engines. Or oh, just put me in YouTube, Gavin Randall, or just Gavin Sachs. Gav Sachs. Yeah. okay. Gavin, and Gavin, remember my name. You've done some CDs. <laughs> so what are your CDs called? There's my original one, which is called Evocation. Then I've got one called Jazzed Up. I've got See another what we did one there, called guys. Jazzed Up. Jazzed Up. What's the next one? That's like lots of. Uh, next one is called Busking, and then my latest one is called Gab. What's it? What is it called? I thought you had one which was like a bit. I kind of initially I had it. It's like S and a star and an X. Yeah, I thought for some reason I thought they were all like naughty sex puns, but obviously that's just I me and my I, twisted I, mind. I, I, yeah, I get bored um, of the names of them and change them yeah. sometimes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, at some point they were all kind of like double entendres. I don't know about that. I'm <laughs> yeah, not going along yeah. with that. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, well, 
Um, Gavin, I would yeah. just like to congratulate you on on uh, making it through the glass ceiling yeah. um, of the VFF's podcast because you oh. are the first man oh, wow. male guest. Thank you for breaking the ceiling of glass. So you've broken down from the top yeah. through the glass ceiling to the basement wow. where we all hang out, us women. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... Thank you so much for chatting to me today, Gavin, and it's been a pleasure as always. Fantastic. It's been absolutely brilliant, and getting into that cold water with you earlier was absolutely remarkable, brilliant. I'm so pleased that you're doing that as well. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, you guys. So what I didn't mention in our interview is that me and Gavin have a duo, jazz duo, called the Jazz Cats, which did like two gigs and we absolutely smashed it. We, yeah, it was good. The, yeah. the, the roof came off. It was so good. But um, we do play together when we're busking and stuff as well. So we decided we were going to sing a little song for you or play a little song for you to yep. see out this episode. We're just going to do this, spo it's spontaneous, like life, like breathing. Spontaneous, yeah. Jazz cats forever! <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why don't you come on over, Valerie? Am I, am I going to get sued if I do this? What do you think? Just, um, have you got any original songs? And I can just... Just have a look at the
goodbye. It's time for me to go. Woo! Woo Great job! Yeah! Jealous cats! Woo! Still got it! Nice! Yeah. Don't care what they say. Thanks for listening to VFF's Van Life Podcast. If you want to write to me, it's vffspodcast at gmail.com. See you in a couple of weeks.